Today's show is being brought to you by Bob's Red Mill, believers in good food for all. Learn more at bobsredmill.com slash podcast. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org donate. Thanks for listening. This is Cynthia Cherish Malloran, Reverend and DJ Cherish the Love, and you are listening to Wedding Cake on Heritage Radio Network. So before I forget, let me tell you how to reach out to me and get my attention on social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at DJ Cherish the Love. That is love spelled L-U-V and hashtag using wedding cake, all one word, heritage underscore radio and hashtag Rev Love. So welcome to Wedding Cake. We are nearing the end of the second season. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening fast. For those who might just be listening for the first time, this show, Wedding Cake, is a sweet revenge on my own wedding day years ago when I didn't get to have cake when I eloped <laughs> in <laughs> Vegas. And that marriage did not work out, but I still love weddings. I love DJing them. I love writing the ceremonies, officiating them, and I love coordinating the surprise marriage proposals around New York City. So go to my website, djcherishthelove.com. Again, that's love spelled L-U-V. Reach out to me if you're planning on popping the question I can coach you, and together, we can make it epic. And the best part of this show every week, we get to eat wedding cake on air. Yay! (laughs) And because I'm not bitter and I love love, I decided I should have my cake every week and eat it too. So if you need a DJ for a wedding or want me to officiate and write your ceremony, just hit me up and check out previous episodes of Wedding Cake on iTunes and Stitcher. Check out the first season, too. I've had some wonderful wedding professionals on. They've given lots of great advice over mouthfuls of cake. So be sure to tune in and subscribe on iTunes and find the previous shows on Stitcher and HeritageRadioNetwork.org. So, speaking of DJing, I, DJ Cherish the Love, am Whole Food New York City's 
Let me try that again. I, DJ Cherish the Love, am Whole Foods, New York City's official DJ. So come hang and eat and listen to my select tunes every first Tuesday of every month, 6 to 8 p.m., Bryant Park, New York City. October was great. November was great. Tons of people, lots of languages swirling around me. I love it. And I hope to see you around at the next Whole Foods DJ night uh, in December. Date to be decided because we have holiday parties coming up and things are moving around a little bit. So you'll find me upstairs at the Harbor Bar. Follow me on Instagram, DJ Cherish the Love, to find out when. You can also find me as resident DJ at New York City's coolest, hottest new bar, lounge restaurant in the West Village, Urban Vegan Kitchen. I am there Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and Saturdays. I'm spinning classics and unsigned and indie artists, so please send me your tracks, and I will put it out there into the world. Send to djcherishthelove at gmail.com. And thank you to everyone who has taken a pic of me up in Times Square through the month of October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and sent me a, po- a photo that was really special. Super surreal. The Living With app has launched. Again, it's called Living With, and I highly recommend it for anyone who needs support for their cancer diagnosis. We got you. So I got some really huge news. I am now officially a Bose DJ, as in the sound system. <laughs> That's a big deal. I am a Bose professional DJ, so that means that every gig I do, you will be having world-class quality sound, and I'll be debuting the gear that was just shipped to me this week. Amazing. Tomorrow, not tomorrow, Saturday at a wedding in Brooklyn, and at Heritage Radio Network's holiday party at the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. I will be turning that place into a disco. Yeah, you will. So get your tickets. (laughs) (laughs) I sure will. And uh, someone here is going to be making cake for that, but we're going to get back to that in a second. So for more info on that, follow me on Instagram at DJ Cherish the Love. And you might remember my voice from my previous show on Heritage Radio Network called Primary Food. It hasn't gone away. It still very much lives. So search for it on iTunes and Stitcher because there are many, many gems about life and creativity and healing. And I will be back on the Primary Food, but since we are still in wedding season, well, it's the tail end of the autumn season... I figured we should still continue to have cake and talk about love. So listeners, live listeners, listen up. You can call in live at 718-497-2128, 718-497-2128, and ask any questions you like. This show, Wedding Cake, is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. So please help keep Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now, and I'll love you forever. So again, you can call live, 718-497-2128, to join me and today's guest. Well, today's delicious wedding cake episode is brought to you by the one and only Rose McAdoo. She's back from Whisk Me Away Cakes. (laughs) Whisk. Whisk Me Away Cakes. Let's say that correctly. Whisk Me Away Cakes. This is, um, you were back for McAdoo Part 2, and we're calling this one McAdoo Deja Vu. <laughs> That's my favorite thing of all time. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am super happy to be facing you right now and super looking forward to the cake that I'm you'll be so excited. I was like, she for might us. have short-term memory loss and just forgot that she already invited me once. Girl, this is intentional. I'm so excited. <laughs> no, this is intentional um, because you brought yet another gorgeous edible. I have so edible. much cake. 
cake. All of the cake. All of the cake in front of us. So let's describe what this looks like for those who aren't fortunate enough to be in the studio and be able to look at it right now. Well, I just posted a photo on my Instagram. And that's the address. There we go. At Whisk Me Away Cakes. So you can check out that story. Um, But otherwise, we've got a little single layer vegan tofu champagne cake um, and it's covered in a really delicious dark chocolate and coconut cream ganache oh, oh. and a bunch of fresh raspberries on top and some lovely little edible gold shimmer dust um, and then I have some beautiful hibiscus syrup to go with that also <gasps> I know all of the things it's like when you describe the cakes it's like you're flirting with us that's how I feel like okay cakes are definitely my boyfriend so <laughs> are we gonna eat your boyfriend I mean that's who I spend the most time with it's like the thing I love the most it's it's getting weird at this I, point actually no I think actually it's making a lot of sense I might have to get you a t-shirt that says cakes are my boyfriend I mean you should I'm canceling plans with people that I should be interested in because I'm like I have to make cake I'm sorry it's, it's not okay that's your champagne puppy yeah. so why champagne and tofu how, how did you choose these flavors so this I actually ran across in 20 I don't know, 2013 I think um in some cookbook I can't remember what it was and I started making it for the restaurant that I was running in Ithaca New York and well, I was there two days ago Oh, were you? Yeah. It's so beautiful up there. I really, I miss it, but that mysterious voice. You're going to find York. out who that is in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the we cake have all these talking. people in here <laughs> <laughs> in our head. Um, yeah, and so I started making it, and people just loved it, and so I kind of stopped calling it vegan, and I just just called it cake. Make called it cake. Yeah, which is it's so delicious. The tofu um, and champagne work together as like an egg substitute and binder, and it just keeps the oh. cake really light and really moist, and it's. It's delicious. I'm not vegan, and I, I love this cake. Oh, that's so, so yeah. yummy. So good. Yummy. So tell us where people can find you and uh, get you to make them a cake like this. You can hit me up on uh, either my website, which is whiskmeawaycakes.com, um, or my Instagram, which is also at whiskmeawaycakes. And I'm up for all sorts of catering events and social justice gatherings right. and, and pop-ups and... Um, literally anything that you have going on I would love to be involved and I I want to tell your stories through desserts and through cakes I'm so glad you said that because that's a segue to what I was about to say because you've been on several times yeah and talking about how you tell stories through cakes let's just give the listeners right now a little primer of the amazing work you do you want me to do it? Yes. <laughs> Just give us the purpose of Whisk Me Away Cakes. So I founded Whisk Me Away Cakes to uh, use desserts to drive global change. And that entails my um, traveling to remote areas of the world and baking and cooking with um, at-risk populations. So subsistence farmers and refugee populations and um, indigenous populations, tribes, people, Really, any anyone that is happy to have me, I'm really happy to cook with and eat with. Um, and then sharing their stories through desserts and through recipes and through shared experiences. And I really love, I mean, I think we all love bringing people together through food. Um, I just really love desserts. And so that's my, my fun spin on it. And I'm in the process now, too, of getting, kind of pushing my work uh, into the science communication realm as well, because I... I think the, the environment is something we all really need to be focusing on immediately. 
Um, and there's so much cool work being done, and I just really want to get involved in that as well. She's planting seeds. Planting seeds. She's planting seeds. And on this show, those seeds, they grow. <laughs> so while Rose is going to cut us some cake, yes. I'm going to go back into the book that I have a crush on. So as I mentioned last episode and the one before, I've picked up this little book, Stuff Every Bride Should Know, by Michelle Park Lizette. Uh, published by Quirk Books. Quirk Books, thank you for the permission to share this book. <clears throat> this mini book is so wonderful. It's this pocket-sized little food for thought hardcover gem. Pick up a copy and buy one for your friends getting married. It's like Cliff Notes for Brides. And it's great for planning. So I'll be featuring nuggets from this book for the remainder of this season. And I just had the author, Michelle Park Lizette, on last episode as well. So subscribe to this and uh, catch up. So... If you turn to page 57, <laughs> if you have the book in because <laughs> I'm sure you do by now, three episodes in, you'll find a section of wisdom that pertains to this particular episode. Five things to ask your efficient. Ah, and that's why we also have in studio with us Sasha Jones Ceremony's very own Sasha Jones. Hey, hey, Yay! hey. <laughs> Sasha, what have you been up to? I have been marrying lots of people. She's married to a lot of people. No. <laughs> she has been marrying lots of people. Oh, wow. I love hearing that. I have. It's been delicious. Ah, oh, tell mm. us. I've been doing a lot of elopement weddings lately. Uh, so people coming from the UK and Australia mostly, but other places too. Lots of Central Park weddings and Brooklyn Bridge weddings. Delicious. And it's been beautiful. Ah, oh, it's so mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. I love it, love it, love it. Sasha is actually one of the reasons I am officiating. Because for me, it started as uh, I was a wedding DJ. And I would look and watch the ceremony. I was so fascinated by it. And I just loved the loving moment that was happening right there. And I thought, I want to do that too. And then one day, Sasha posts about something called the Celebrant Institute. And I'm like, what's this? So tell <laughs> us about the Celebrant Institute. Oh, it's a wonderful school. Um, it's called... Celebrant, oh my goodness, I'm going to get the name wrong because it's, it's such a complicated name. It's the Celebrant Institute uh, Foundation, I think. <laughs> I think that's how it is. Sounds I should, good. I should know this better. But <laughs> it's, um, so the very first semester is really learning about the art of ritual and the foundation of ritual and ceremony just across the board. And then there are many other courses so you can study weddings or funerals or naming ceremonies and such the like and it's such a beautiful school and the founder Charlotte Ulip was on the primary food show as she was that was two years ago yeah and she is so helpful and incredible so whatever you need as somebody who's graduated from the school she's always there for you so uh, when I graduated weddings my, I ended up doing funerals my dad died and she just was right there helping me organized that and guided me through it on a, an emotional level as well and just such a supportive school and that's such beautiful. a beautiful thing and yeah. that's why I wanted to plug it again because people should know that these exist mm -hmm. I think that as a career choice it, it's a happy career choice for you right oh yes <laughs> oh <laughs> doesn't compare to what we used to do before this I think <laughs> this is a whole other world and what, what is your favorite part of officiating oh there's so many favorite parts. I love, I love getting to know the couple ahead of time and delving into their unique love story. I love 
then meet some and oftentimes I'm meeting them on the first day because they're coming from overseas I love to get them to meet them and find that they're just exactly as I imagined them oh, wow. um, and then I, I love making people cry it's sounds terrible but <laughs> I, I really totally do I love this. having a crowd that's in tears and you know glad that they wore waterproof mascara and <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah but what do you feel makes a good wedding efficient because some people might just be wanting to have a friend do it mm-hmm. um, but why do you think folks should always go the route of hiring a professional or at least seriously consider it you know a professional like yourself or, or me because Honestly, I've been to a couple of ceremonies that were full of more ums and hums and ahs and weird pauses that really broke the flow of the moment. And then I feel like, hmm, maybe a professional would have been good right about now. So those weddings were not professionals, I'm guessing. No. So, no. Yeah. There are many reasons. I think one of the main reasons that comes to mind straight away is that when you're planning this wedding if it's a friend who's she, they may have been to weddings but they haven't officiated before so they don't necessarily know all the all the questions or haven't thought about the the way that a wedding has a beginning middle and end there is there is a structure to a wedding when you are interviewing couples or just sitting across on the couch from them and having a conversation you you know exactly what to ask and you know what to ask next and you help them create something that's that looks like them, that feels like them. And not to say that a friend wouldn't get there, but somebody who's studied this and is a professional is just going to have, just be able to guide guide a couple in the right direction. Just more streamlined. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I think that's for your very important day. You should consider that. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people... They focus on other aspects of the wedding first before the main part, which is the the most important part really is the ceremony. But a lot of people do take care of the ice sculpture or the um, <laughs> the dress. And, and those things are all good and lovely. But the ceremony really is what it's all about. And so it's good to take that part seriously and, and hire somebody who knows what they're doing and who's going to hold your hand through that whole process. Exactly. That's it right there. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, it's a very similar conversation to when people want to just play a Spotify, a Spotify list or a, a hire a DJ. Right. There's yeah. so many things. So many. I mean, you can cross the board in pretty much any profession. You would hire a lawyer or a plumber. You wouldn't necessarily get your friend to do that. And right. sure, you don't. Um, yes, it's easier to officiate a wedding than do plumbing I think for me anyway <laughs> but you know I think just there are re- there there is a reason that people study and become professionals in it in anything and go that route absolutely mm-hmm. so we'll do a little reading from this book and I'll just get your take on what this book says five questions to ask your efficient your efficient's voice is the primary soundtrack of your ceremony who this person is might be a given, as it often is in many churches, or you might seek out a friend with a nice voice and public speaking experience. But you have to know who's who before you hire. So number one, why do you officiate? Is that a question that people have asked you, Sasha? Why do you officiate? It's a similar question. Many people ask me how I got into it. Ah, okay. And so that, it, the, I think probably the first, the first wedding I ever did was just complete fluke my sister 
and her then fiance came over to New York for an elopement and we they got here and it was like oh it's City Hall or a religious institute we didn't yet know about all these other celebrants and stuff and so we did we did find a judge and he did the legal part but then I just said let's do a ceremony and I made it up oh. on the spot and it was so beautiful and so them mm-hmm. we did a parade it was just absolutely gorgeous and it was so unique to them and I thought I want to do this and then when I came to get married myself we just had a very difficult time finding somebody that jived with us there was a one person we met Mike was kicking me under the table like we have to get out of here oh, wow. <laughs> it was just not a good vibe and we found somebody lovely but I thought why should this be so difficult oh. so I just felt very drawn to it and I can't exactly describe what it was that drew me to it but it's that's a be- yeah. that's a great point that you have to feel feel right with the person. Yeah. You have to absolutely feel right. Yeah. So it's this says look for someone who has an answer that resonates with you. Mm-hmm. This is someone you want to trust and see eye to eye with. And of course people tell you their stories so yeah. they have to trust you. Yeah. So the second question this book says that you should ask your efficient is can you help us with the readings? Can you provide us with options of traditional, non-traditional, secular and religious readings we can choose from on our day? And can we provide our own options as well? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> Sasha says, yes, I'll let you. <laughs> sure no, answer. I, I, have, I have a collection that I share with people. I encourage people to find their own first, just something that, but many, most people probably say, no, you, you choose for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that, everyone? Sasha has a collection. Go to her. She has a collection. <laughs> Question three, how will we order the ceremony? Some officiants have more flexible outlines than others. Yours can help familiarize you with parts of the ceremony, opening prayer, remembrances, declaration of support, etc., from which you can choose to include or omit. So you help people put order to the ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, uh, sometimes people don't really mind what happens. They just, they just want to show up. And, and for me, the love story is the main part. It's the core of it all. So... That's what people are most interested in. But yes, there is there is a good order to do things in. And uh, so I'll help people with that. Sometimes a couple wants to get more involved with the editing process just for the sake of it. Uh-huh. It's, you know, it's not necessarily the right thing for them to be doing because they're not editors or, or <laughs> celebrants. But in other words. A- <laughs> <laughs> I think we hear what you're saying between the lines there. <laughs> Question number four, will you record yourself reading through the ceremony? Uh, reading through the ceremony. Ask your efficient to send a video file or private YouTube link. You want to find out if she's mispronouncing your names beforehand. Oh, Has anyone asked you that? I, I haven't recorded them, but I ask people. I have a voicemail f- phone number that's now is specifically for that. So I, I ask people to please leave me their, uh, say their name, say it slowly, say it twice, so I can get it right. That is smart. Even, even really if smart. it's even if it seems a somewhat simple name, people people fight. An example is Anthony versus Anthony. Depends right. on where you right. come from. So I just want to make sure. And right, so Rose I, I Macadoo. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my friends call me Rose. I don't Rose. stop them. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's very hard. I I I write it out phonetically in what I'm reading from as well just to make yeah. sure yeah. you only get one chance to make a really tragic mistake mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how I feel <laughs> so the last question is will you be at the rehearsal and the answer should be 
That very much depends. The their rehearsal can end up costing them more money than they want to spend because my time is valuable. It's, I could be doing another wedding at that time. If uh, if they really feel like they want me there and they want to pay me, I will be there. But if they don't want to spend that mu extra money, I will just do a run through. Uh, I'll give them a cheat sheet of the ceremony that they can run through themselves. So it re it really depends. Well, it sounds like you're very yeah. organized. Yes. And um, one thing I love about your ceremonies, because I've seen you officiate, mm -hmm. is that you really love traditions. I do. Traditions is like Sasha's thing. Huh. And um, this book touches on traditions also. Choosing your traditions. You can photo, you know, include photographs of loved ones, plant a tree to symbolize new branches of life, light candles. What, are, what other traditions do you love to offer to your couples? I like to talk to them first to get a sense of who they are and, and what, what, what is a tradition that is meaningful rather than just going through the motions of something. For example, I think that the sand blending ceremony is, is I don't, for most people, it doesn't have any meaning. It's just something they've seen and, and want, want so to do. So describe that for some of us who have not seen that because of sand. Yeah, it's, I'm not a fan of it, actually. I don't feel, <laughs> no. I don't feel in any way connected to it. But uh, simply put, there's two vessels of sand. One is one color, one is a different color. And then there's an empty vessel and each person, each one of, each, a bride and a groom or a groom and a groom, whatever, they take their vessel and they pour at the same time into the empty vessel blending these various the, these two different kinds of sands so they can never be separated and so from that symbolic point of view it's and it's like a, it's like a souvenir <laughs> yeah. I think it's like yeah. a souvenir and often what I what I especially don't like about the commercial ones is that they're dyed sand it's it's oh, yeah. just it's not yeah. it's not very environmentally kind it's it's just it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't do you, do do you have a, a tradition that you like to do all the time? Uh, I have some that I love. Uh, one is, it, it's something that's done quite often, but I do it in a slightly different way where the rings get passed around to be yes. blessed. Uh, it happened completely by accident that I learned to do it this way at my own wedding. The officiant had said, oh, you can have the r wedding rings passed around on a string and blessed. So that's a great idea. At the wedding, I show up and I've got a big giant ball of yarn. And she said, "What? what's that for? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's the string to pass the <laughs> things around. And she said, oh, that's not quite what I had in mind. But we passed around this ball of yarn and it oh. unraveled amongst, at our wedding, there was 175 people. Oh, my gosh. And it opened up like a big spider web oh it's beautiful and then the rings traveled around on their individual yeah. ribbon on the as, a, as a cable car going oh, around love that. and it it weaves the community together as well as having this as long as you and you also know where the rings are yeah so yeah exactly <laughs> the rings went for a ride and they're like Wee! yeah and so i i started it this sort of accidentally but then i did a wedding with a chinese bride we gra she grabbed at the last minute a red ball of yarn we got married they got married on the f train going to coney island it was quite I wonderful it. on the yeah, train on That's the train so fun all the way to the end of the line i lovely. love it afterwards she looked up and said oh there's this ch ancient tra chinese tradition where an invisible red thread joins those who are meant to be together and it may tangle and break 
uh, sorry, it may tangle and stretch, but it will never break. And so from then onwards, I've always used a red string and, oh. and coming the idea of it becoming visible on the day. Oh, so, that's so gorgeous. Yeah. Actually, there was like 10 different things about what you just said. It's so gorgeous. <laughs> it's like topping one after the other. I love that. Yeah, it's really lovely. And it, all it, the train. That was really, that's cool. really that amazing. was very special. It was one of the most special weddings. Was oh. there like public on the train also? Oh yeah, wow. oh, yeah. <laughs> they originally were going to get married on St Patrick's Day. Uh-huh. I said maybe we should not do that day. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a great day in New York. <laughs> I mean, it's a great day for a very specific group yeah. of people. So, so we just slipped on puke. Yeah, <laughs> so we had a lot of extra witnesses joined us and travelled with us far further than wow. they were ever planning on okay. doing. Oh yeah, I, would not I have be a getting question that about train. that amazing train ride because, as you and I know, we have to put down the address of where the we did their apartment. Their apartment, yeah. okay. Because <laughs> like, that's what, where we signed what the paperwork. <laughs> well, it was very exciting when we passed Church Avenue at, at some point, some significant point, and everybody was Oh, that is so wonderful. <laughs> uh, Sasha, you're just like loaded with stories. We're going to come back to that, and then we're going to talk about the public speaking aspect of being inefficient. We're going to take a little musical break and hear from our sponsor. And eat some cake. Eat some cake. You're going to eat some cake right oh now. Oh my gosh, is it good? UTI, you already ate. (laughs) (laughs) Was I not supposed to? There are no rules here. (laughs) This is our sponsor. We'll see you in a sec. Red Mill has been milling whole grains since 1978. When you mill whole grains, you get all three parts, the bran, the germ, and the endosperm. The bran, or the roughage, makes up about 14% of the whole grain. It's the outer skin of the edible kernel. It contains large amounts of B vitamins, some protein, trace minerals, phytochemicals, but most importantly, dietary fiber. The germ is only about 2.5% of the kernel. It's actually the sprouting section of the seed, what's gonna grow into a plant. It's usually separated during milling process because it contains most of the fat and therefore has a shorter shelf life. The endosperm is the main energy storage unit of the seed. That's where the growing plant gets its energy before it can start photosynthesizing and making its own. It makes up a huge portion of the grain, about 83%, and it's the main source that's used for white flour. When you make white flour, you get rid of the germ and the bran and just have the white endosperm left. It contains almost all the carbohydrates. It also contains protein and iron and some of the other B vitamins as well. It's kind of what you classically think of when you're thinking of flour. So all that's there when you're milling with whole grains, but when you mill with whole grains, you also get the bran, which is the kind of roughage and gives that, that's what gives that that kind of color to it. Also gives you extra fiber that uh, helps you to be regular. And you also get the germ, which adds the fat and the flavor, which we all like from whole grains. Learn more at bobsredmill.com slash podcast. Yummy, 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 yummy. This cake is amazing. Okay, impressions of this cake. It's so moist. That champagne tofu business is like... It's so good. It's oh my so good. I love the hibiscus. Me too. Oh. Me too. And the chocolate is, mm-hmm. is creamy. So and, and the raspberries. Oh, Rose. Yes. Whisk me away, <laughs> cakes. You've whisked mm. me away yet again. Yes. I'm so happy. Ooh. So you're making a cake for us for I our know. Heritage Radio Network 
holiday party, which I'm DJing. I am so Brooklyn excited. Botanical Gardens. I'm going to break the glass. And I've never seen you perform. You're going to enjoy. I'm going to throw down. I'm going to make you break your shoes from dancing. Oh, I'm, th- I'm not even going to be wearing <laughs> shoes. <laughs> There's so, going to be so many things happening. So good, this cake. Okay. Um, <laughs> where was I? Right. We were doing a show. <laughs> so uh, are you having a friend officiate your wedding? Uh, we've been talking about why you might want to consider hiring a professional instead. And we're here with New York City officiant Sasha Jones from Sasha Jones Ceremonies. With a C. S A C H A. S A C H A. That's very important. And Rose from Whisk Me Away Cakes. But joining us now, actually, she's been here the whole time. <laughs> she's <laughs> the one that ate cake before. <laughs> she got to eat before us. Like so, app founder Audrey Man Cronin. Hello, you're Hello. back. Hello, so happy to be here. Thank you. So, Audrey, yes, your sir. app. Yes. Tell us about it again. I created an app to help us all be more confident, articulate, powerful, persuasive speakers. Yeah. Because communications is a single most pivotal skill that we can develop in life, and it helps us in so many ways. And I had noticed that the way that my colleagues and clients and friends were speaking seemed to be undermining their success in their overuse of filler words, in their turning everything into a question, and this new thing called vocal fry. And I thought... Look at Rose's face. She's wow. like, I'm like, oh, that? God, I do all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> but can you do vocal, I need this. Do vocal fry once I'm more? Not, I'm not that good at it. Do, I don't is know that okay? Is. Fry. <laughs> Where like, you just kind of trail off. Yeah, it's like, like uh, yeah, that crackly, like you're frying an egg. Uh, it's very Britney Kardashian, yeah. Stephanie. I'd like to apologize to my boss. That's how I ask her every question. <laughs> Oh, God. So, and I'm then you mentioned you, you mentioned turning everything into a question. So describe that. It's called up talk or up speak, and it's something we do because we want to we want to be open to other people's opinions and be welcoming. But if you turn everything into a question and you end up in that up note, you don't sound sure or competent and uh-huh. women tend to be more guilty than men of this and it's it's something that's pretty epidemic as well I can't tell you often men complain about it about women and for me I'm very passionate about women and women getting ahead in the workforce and in go. every way shape and form and I don't think we need any more obstacles in our, our way so I, I think that we can all speak however the heck we want to speak and it's Fine, and it's sociolinguistics and picking up all these uh, these valley girl ways of speaking or bonding and it's it's fun but if you're in a situation where it really matters you're officiating a wedding or you're presenting in front of your boss or you're going on an interview or you're auditioning for a show or you're on this date of a lifetime uh-huh. you really want to speak in a way that inspires people to listen yeah I don't think I want to do vocal fry during a TED talk no <laughs> <laughs> but that that said, how does your app work? It it uses it, it it's the uh, confluence of the pervasiveness of mobile. So it's on your phone. You download it in the app store, like so app, all one word, like so. And it brings also voice recognition to bear. I had this epiphany that now that voice recognition technology has gotten good enough, why couldn't we have an app that 
captured all of our words and brought attention to our speech and helped us all practice for those big moments. And it's also a fitness tracker for your speech. We took a big nod from Fitbits and we call it a Fitbit for your speech. And you can set a goal and you can uh, say uh, officiating wedding or doing the toasts since we're here at Wedding Cake. I have a I'm the doing the toast at my sister's wedding. It's June 21st. I'm going to speak for five minutes. And you set this up like you would for running a marathon or a bike race. And then you set notifications. And every day it'll say 10 days until your toast. Keep practicing. Oh and it'll, it allows you to earn points and see how you're doing over mm. the day, week, month, and year. And when you get there and you reach your goal, it says congratulations. You reach your goal. <gasps> Fantastic. So and, clever. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Because how, how did you come across this? Did you hear people around you speaking in, in ways that you were just so irritated by? Or was it... <laughs> the truth is, it, it was really a, a defining week in my life. First, I have this incredible daughter who, at 14, had, she had always been so well-spoken, but she started inserting all those likes and so's and totallys into her speech. And I thought, oh, no, not her. <laughs> and I have a younger son. I don't want him to fall into that same verbal trap. That same week, I had a client reach out to me and say he had these three brilliant women that worked for him, but that the way that they spoke made him cringe. And it was on conference calls and in meetings, and he said they use all these filler words and they turn everything into a question, and you need to do something about this. And I realized that at the time, and still, I have a consultancy in communications, and my tagline is, say it like you mean it. So I started talking to speech language pathologists and professional speech coaches and professors and linguists to see what was going on with our communications. Why was it being upended? Why were we undermining how we speak? What was happening with Gen Zers and millennials and my friends? And why could they not put together a sentence without saying like 30 times in a sentence? And I became really fascinated with it. I work in technology. I have my whole career and communications. And this seems to be a little karmic that I also studied music for a long time and sang in a band and studied voice. And I think this is somewhat of a trajectory of my life that I ended it up with an app. to me. It all makes sense to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how does Like So help someone who's preparing for a toast or officiating a wedding? Again, it's really, it's about practice. Like anything that you want to be good at in life, you have to practice. And if you're going to give a toast at a wedding, it's a really wonderful tradition and a a singular moment where everybody quiets down. It's maybe my favorite moment in a wedding. And one single voice is addressing the crowd. It's a, it's a really great chance to be funny and warm and to thank everybody for being there. And it's memorable. I think anybody that's gotten married remembers who gave the toast at their wedding and remembers moments. I remember my mom and dad each gave a toast at my wedding. I'll never forget oh. the, the moment and how much it meant to me, and I cried. But it, it was worth practicing for because people remember it. And so this app will allow you, again, there's three modes in like, so there's one called freestyles for anything that you have upcoming. Again, it uses voice recognition like Siri. You talk into it just like you'd say, ask Siri for directions. You talk into your phone and it captures all your words and it allows you to measure your pacing and look into your uh, 
overuse of filler words if you do and just set that timing I know I only have this amount of time we're now moving on to like so pro which is really exciting oh, wow. we're bringing in artificial intelligence into like so and there'll be a, there's a lot more to come with this I can't wait to tell you about oh, but, that's fantastic <laughs> fantastic but the, then then you can practice and again it's about practice and confidence and setting goals for yourself and when you stand up they're not being nervous you're prepared you've worked on it and here you go Audrey is one of my public speaking goddesses <laughs> and she brings with her her 11 tips for epic toasts now what are your favorite of their, well, their tips there I love this I love this idea of starting off strong with a heartfelt welcome because you want to capture people's attention and then you do want to thank the hosts and everybody there it's still good to be gracious even in 2017 <laughs> <laughs> what's that? <laughs> a little grace goes a long way uh, <laughs> being sincere telling stories people love to hear stories whether they're embarrassing moments or really touching moments I think that's an opportunity to really uh, share with people about the bride and groom celebrate their love, uh, raise a glass at the end, and of course, I have to say, practice ahead of time using like so. Absolutely. <laughs> so a where, great name. Like, like so. so. Yeah, really where is. can people download the app? It's in the app store right now. It's just on iOS, so it works on your iPhone and iPad, but it will soon be on Android as well. So it's in the app store, like so app, all one word, like so. And it's just 99 cents. Wow, I'm actually getting it. Yeah, me yeah. too. I'm, I'm, I need it. I, I have it. It's been eye-opening. <laughs> I know, I get, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> I make everybody very self-conscious, and I don't mean to. It's, it's very personal and private, and you can practice on your own, and it's really about preparation, so it should make you nervous. I tend to say so too many times, so I always see when I practice, I see my number of so's. We, uh -huh. all, we all do it, but, but we want to be prepared so a lot of it is also about confidence and and preparing for those moments and even just great conversation this great conversation listening to everybody talking here it we oh, talked about right. deep meaningful conversation right. having those we're sitting here in this amazing restaurant looking at people on dates and just knowing what's going on here and listening and, and having that chance Audrey's in the moment I'm in the moment she's in the moment with the cake with the DMC the deep meaningful conversation <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting to understand how much public speaking plays a role in a wedding between the officiants the toasts and the readings the book Stuff Every Bride Should Know by Michelle Park Lizette has a little section on how to select readings. Ask your efficient for help, as, as uh, Sasha has a library of uh, things for readings, correct? Mm -hmm. You can go online. There are tons of wedding websites. You can pick something that speaks to you or something that's personal to you. Quote some of your favorites. You can quote from a movie, a play, a poem, a song. Uh, Pick a quote that fits the scene and definitely get personal, right, Sasha? Yes. <coughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> she's all choked up. She's, she's, she's choked up and the, the app is scaring her. <laughs> so, you know what? Thank you, Audrey. That is fantastic. I always love having you back on. Just reintroduce the app. 
especially that now that it, it goes through all these growth changes. Yes. It's robotic now, AI, what you're just telling well, us about. Well, it's coming. <laughs> it's it's coming. coming. It's coming. What's in the App Store right now is everything I said, and it's everything. it's driven by voice, and it's, it's the leader in the category, and it's tons of fun. Also, oh. it has topics built in. We talked about... There's topics like the job interview and debate team, but there's also speed dating, and it, this works with topics and prompts. So when you pick speed dating, you're going to get prompts of things that might come up when you're on a date, and yes. I can't tell you how much fun that is to do if you're out with your friends or just on a date. I'm <laughs> telling you, through it. get the app just so That's you can do so speed fun. dating, and then <laughs> Sasha can officiate, yeah. I can DJ, and you all can come on the show, and Rose can make you a cake. Yes. This is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of this cake, how about this cake? I still can't get over it. The last one you made was the green and pink. Oh, my God. Yeah. Amazing, yeah, amazing. the rainbow chard cake. Yeah, and this wow. one's... Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it was a beet buttercream and tomato <gasps> caramel. Just dreamy. And, yeah. and, and this one, the vegan cake. I just love vegan wedding cakes. I mean, I just feel good about it. Um, we have a special segment from a musical guest, Maccabee. Rastafarian viral sensation, highly respected reggae artist. Let's see what he has to say about public speaking and vegan wedding cakes. I'm here with Maccabee. Hello, Maccabee. Yes, greetings. Blessed love. Okay, I'm so, so honored that you're here with me and you're going to perform a little song for me about something called cucumbers, right? Yeah, it's um, actually cucumber. Oh, I'm saying it wrong. <laughs> cucumber. Yeah. About the, as some people say cucumber, but as they pronounce it in Jamaica, cucumber, cucumber, vitamins, minerals, very high number, silica, hair and nails get longer, other vitamin make your bone them stronger, anti-wrinkle make you look younger, hmm. 95% water, kidney cleanser, great hydrator, detox fiber, good regulator, give your body good things, don't be a traitor, get the cucumber, cut it in a slice, put it in a jug of water overnight, you know what you get for a fraction of the price, energy drink full of electrolyte, roaring salad is one of the use, uh, as a base for your vegetable juice, another surprise, put a slice on your eyes, take away the dryness, revitalize, oh yes, one thing I have left, cucumber can also help with bad breath, wash where the bacteria got, got the odor, cucumber water, instead of soda cucumber oh my gosh what a blessing <laughs> now this is a very popular song rap about cucumber right tell me why it's so important for you to spread the word of veganism yeah well we see there's, there's a lot of illness you know in the, in the communities a lot of diseases and um we think they're directly connected to what people eat what they put into their temple you know and a lot of illnesses can be easily reversed by diet and exercise, you know. So I saw the benefits that um, being a vegan has gave to me, you know, because there was a time I used to eat meat, you know. And when I was six, 16 years old, I stopped eating meat. I started to connect the, what I was eating with the animal, you know, and it, it didn't taste so good anymore, you know. So I stopped the meat. I carried on with the fish. And then after a while, I said, well, the fish has got a face as well, you know, so it, it's a living entity as well, you know, so I stopped the fish. Carried on with the dairy products for a while, but I used to get bad stomach aches, like gastritis. I didn't know what it was, and when I stopped the dairy products, the gastritis went away, because a lot of people, black people especially, are lactose intolerant, cannot digest the milk sugars, so 
I realized that diet can really improve your health, you know. So, being who I am, uh, making music, I realized the power of music as well. And sometimes it's better to get the message into people. They're more receptive to it when it's on a musical beat, you know, because they can dance to it. And if you put a little humor in it as well, it makes them smile and brings down the defenses a little bit, you know, and then they start thinking and say, oh, he might have a point, you know. So I put it to music, you know, and we started to do like a, a Wami Eat Wednesdays. And it was just encouraging people like to try a vegan meal. Cause some people get confused, you know, like when you say you're vegan, they, like they don't know what you mean, you know. It's like they think you can only eat grass or something like that, you know. So I decided to make a song called Wami Eat telling the people all the things that vegans can eat, you know, and there's a lot of foods, you know, and that was like seven years ago, and it became like a vegan anthem, you know, and people started to do memes to it, you know, and it's got posted all around the world, you know. So this year, with the help of my children, they're big people, but they're still my youths, you know, and they're into social media. So they were saying, Dad, let's go into the social media a little bit harder, you know. So I said, all right then. So we did the Wami Eat Wednesdays, and people were posting about the vegan meals and we said, yeah, it's going good, getting a lot of replies. And we said, let's go into it a little bit deeper. Let's do medicinal Mondays. So instead of telling people, well, stop doing this, stop eating the meat, you're a bad person, we decided to concentrate on the positive and say, you see these fruits and vegetables, you know how good they are for you, you know how much your body is yearning for them, you know what they could do for you. And we started to do that and people really started to gravitate towards it, you know, and getting a lot of, a lot of views, you know, like I think the first one I did was like avocado and it got a lot of views, you know. I love that one. Yeah, because I started to do it in a rhyme as well, you know, in Maccabees style and people seemed to love it, you know, and then, then we did um, cucumber and it just took off, you know, it went viral, you know, and everybody started sharing it all over the world, you know, and I think you have an incredible point. So this episode is about public speaking also. But when you do public speaking to a beat, it becomes catchy and people really, it goes viral. So I think that's so inspiring. So if I have a message, I could probably try to put it to a beat and maybe people will listen. Yeah, it depends if you can rhyme good enough. (laughs) (laughs) It might turn them off if it's not right, if it's not rhythmic, you know. I can't rhyme. I can try. (laughs) Okay, so it might have the opposite effect then, you know, which you don't want, you know. We have a vegan cake here for you. What is your thought on a vegan wedding cake? Yeah, well, it, it, it's better than a, a normal wedding cake, you know, because they have a lot of eggs and a lot of dairy products, which are not too healthy, you know. I know people think it's their, like it's their big day, and it's like a traditional thing to have, but having a vegan wedding cake is a step in the right direction, you know. Yes, yes. It, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, better, it's much better thing, you know, because... We're dealing with health and we don't want too many like saturated fats. We don't want too many things clogging up our system, you know. So the less negative things we can put into our body, the better. So vegan vegan cakes sound like a good idea. You and know? that's a beautiful thought. The less negative things you put on your body on a very important day in your life, like your wedding day, exactly. which should be just about love. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man. I just say it's all about love and the greatest thing, you know, it, People love other people, but forget to love themselves. You know, if you love yourself enough, you wouldn't give your body all these negative things, because your body's really, it's giving you signs, it's talking to you all the time, you know. 
but some people are not listening, you know, they're just listening to their taste buds. The taste buds saying, yeah, that's nice, just give me sugar, just give me salt. But your body say, no, I don't want that again. I need something healthy, something which will rejuvenate my cells, you know, something which will be good for me, you know. So we have to listen to our body and really love ourselves. Maccabee, is there any final brilliant thought you want to share with the audience about trying to go vegan? Yeah, just go for it, you know. There's, like, there's people, people are different, they're at different stages, so you got some people who's got strong willpower and they can just stop something straight away, you know. But you got some people, they need a transitional period, you know. So if you need that period, just take your time and try it. The seasonings that you like on the meat, because a lot of people say they like this meat and they like that meat, but it's the vegetable seasonings which they really like. They don't eat it raw, you know, right. and they don't eat it without no seasoning. So you can put the seasonings on your veggies as well, you know. So it's up to you, you know. Listen to your body, find out what's good for you, you know, because healthy body to me leads to a healthy mind. You know? Oh, that was our awesome <laughs> Maccabee. Thank you, VP Records and Maccabee. Folks, stay tuned for 2018 collaborations with me and VP Records and Bose in the works. And that's our episode for today. Thank yous. And any last words on cake officiating and public speaking? All the good things. <laughs> all the yeah. good things. <laughs> We're all like, I don't know, that's so many things. It was things. just so many things. <laughs> Thank you for having us on. Yes. Of course, really always. A very special conversation. Always. Please tell us again where we can find you online and social media and everything. Sasha? SashaJonesCeremonies.com and that is S-A-C-H-A JonesCeremonies.com All right. And Audrey? I'm Audrey Mann Cronin and my website is SayItLikeSo.com SayItLikeSo.com and the app is Like So all one word and on Facebook we're Like So app as well as Instagram and Twitter all Like So app and I blog a lot I write a lot about all the things that go into being a speaker and all the different scenarios where being a great speaker matters Fantastic. And Rose, whisk me away. Whisk me away cakes. Um, I'm Rose McAdoo, the founder, and you can find me on my website, whiskmeawaycakes.com, and my Instagram at whiskmeawaycakes. Um, and I also just got my first cake order through this podcast. Yes. Yeah, sharing some uh, really amazing cancer research that's being done, uh, which I'm, I'm really so excited happy about. To so hear thank about you. That. Yes, thank I'm you for sharing this amazing resource. I actually have a wedding client from this podcast. It's very exciting. Wow. Yes. So check out this book, pick up a copy. Thanks to Jennifer Park Lizette. Stuff Every Bride Should Know. And there's also a Stuff Every Groom Should Know. And listeners, subscribe to Wedding Cake on Heritage Radio Network. And catch our next episode. So thanks, everyone. We're going to finish up this cake episode, closing out with our season two theme song, The One by Jordan Knox. Thanks, everyone. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. This show, Wedding Cake, is produced by Heritage Radio Network, a nonprofit member-supported radio station devoted to all things food. Help keep Heritage Radio Network alive by becoming a member today. Go to heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart to donate. Do it now. This is Reverend and DJ Cherish the Love. Thanks for listening to Wedding Cake. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. And please come back for another slice of Wedding Cake. 
Is it a dream that I'm here with you? I've been wanting this since I could think that old love's done. It's in my rear view. A love like this makes life make sense. Can we be happy till life's complete? A love that never ceases in time. A love that only true love can find. My heart, my baby, baby, my keys, my everything. My nothing even matters. I'm coming home to my queen. Tears in my eyes as you walk down the aisle. A love that won't hide. A love that makes a room shut up. Stop looking, listen. You must. We make lust run. We God fearing. You make me scream hallelujah. I found ya. Cause I've been praying every night, every day. I go to the Lord like please. Bring her in my life. I need her. Not because I'm incomplete. Because she's my other half. She keeps me close. And Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.